Hello and welcome to Odd Spots. My name is Ryan Mullen. Uh, on this episode, I talk to Eric Landry, who is the lead vocals of the metal band Ulu. I met Eric in TV broadcasting at Algonquin College, uh, but unfortunately, we actually didn't have any classes together because we were in different groups. So we didn't really get to work with each other, but I always had seen him around and really thought his stuff was super cool and interesting and creative. And you'll hear in this episode, I felt like we have a, a lot in common. We were, This was just such a fun episode to record together. And I hope that in the future we get to work on some projects because we saw a lot of things in similar ways. Uh, at the beginning of most music episodes, I'll play a song. But I had a hard time deciding which of two songs I wanted to play for this episode. So what I'm actually going to do is play one song here at the, off the top, and then I'm going to play the other song at the end of the episode, because both songs get talked about for a little bit during the episode. So here is Tick Bait by Ulu. <laughs> Landry, Eric, where are we? What does it look like, and what are the sounds we might be hearing during this podcast? Uh, we're at Poor Boy right now on Somerset Street here in Ottawa. I don't frequent this place much, but I live like five minutes away. We are upstairs. It's empty. Uh, Ryan here informed me that he does shows here, comedy shows. Yeah. Uh, I've never. I didn't even know there was a second story here. But really, you've never gone to the bathroom here. I've never gone okay, to the bathroom here upstairs. either. <laughs> I think spot. I've hopped in for a beer one time, and that okay. was it. But we've got an awesome mural on the wall of some famous artists. It's pretty inspiring, honestly. And you may be hearing the refrigerator from time yeah. to time, but it turned off. So. But it's cool that they just let us be up here when everyone else is downstairs where the bar is. and <laughs> Because no one else is here. So I was like, why else? No, but there's no supervision needed. For sure. One time I was at a place for my friend's birthday. I think it was Pub 101. And 
they just let us sit up on the second floor where there was a bar and it was a mistake. <laughs> we should not have been unsupervised. <laughs> just at the bar in the second story. Yeah. And then there's no one there. People were on the first and third floor and we were just had the whole second to ourselves and it was just chaos. That's just a <laughs> recipe for disaster yeah. when no one's yeah. around to see your misgivings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so how you been in? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, I've been really busy lately. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing a lot with uh, music. Yeah. Musically. Uh, I'm in a band. Yeah. Ulu. Ulu. Uh, local guys. Um, we've been around for a while now. Uh, well, a while, you know, for, as bands go, because sometimes they're pretty uh, short-lived. But... Yeah. How many like short-lived projects have you been in? Like so many different names or? Mm, you know, it's kind of it's like this it feels like the same project still yeah. evolved okay. but we started with this really crazy band i don't know you may remember because we went to college yeah. together right <laughs> um tv broadcasting on yeah and that's like right when i sort of went into the like it turned into ulu from oompa lunatics yeah and oompa lunatics was like shock rock like, okay punk rock inspired. and this is more called industrial metal yeah it's it's okay. more industrial metal but like there's some alternative metal and like progressive metal involved and like we all listen to everything you know okay yeah like there's a lot of us listen to electronic music you know oldies like i know our bassist asa yeah he uh he listens to a lot of oldies you know king crimson i guess okay you know stuff like that. i know the name but i'm not too familiar <laughs> yeah so when you are you guys like have a lot of like makeup on during performances and like clothes that are i don't know what's the best way to describe that i was thinking like eccentric is yes. that possibly the best way to describe yeah. it yeah uh and when you guys were called oompa lunatics did you ever dress up like oompa loompas <laughs> was that ever an option or was it, it just a name it was kind of a like really wonky name and like, yeah. and we had an old lead singer uh his name was uh, igneous shacklebolt okay yeah and uh he came up with this like twisted vision you know mm-hmm. uh, i don't think any of us realized the genius of it at the time but really uh, you know we were throwing out treat bags during the shows and like what what bags like like uh you know if you go to a birthday party and they give you a little yeah loot oh, bag, treat, yeah yeah <laughs> nice that's <laughs> yeah, awesome we do that like throw out loot that's bags cool yeah and, like draw he used to draw all our posters and stuff too so it was like very like diy did you, uh, what did you call him? Igneous? Igneous. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was like the advent of, you know, everyone who's in the band now. Okay. We got together. He brought everyone together? He brought everyone together, okay. I would say. And then uh, he decided it wasn't, the band wasn't viable for him. So oh. he decided, hey, you know, like we want to keep doing this. We can okay. change the flavor a little bit. Yeah. I took over vocal duties. Yeah. And, and like, then he shortened it down. Yeah. And so since uh, 2013, that's what we've been doing. We've been growing. You know, we're mm. a group of... Uh, fully grown guys so yeah. we we leave and come back like our drummer left for school for like a year okay. and then he came back and, and you guys are all still and we're all still together. tight yeah. you know that's it's cool. it's about family yeah, i think that's uh, awesome i think it's really important to us it's like not business it's it's like just friends. for the love of doing it yeah, yeah you guys are all good friends that's sweet and so how do you guys coordinate your makeup and your look do you guys talk beforehand a lot because i think that adds a lot to the shows that you guys like are putting thought into what you're doing and you're putting time into getting like all these specific looks of what you're trying to look. It's very memorable, (laughs) I would say. Right. Uh, I appreciate that. And I have to give full credit to a lot of our look to, uh, Jan Waring. Okay. She is, uh, she has her own uh, makeup company that she, that she's uh, doing right now. She does a lot of MUA, uh, um, makeup artist work. Oh, okay. And she, uh, I know she's involved in a lot of media, but we feel really, really lucky to just be really good friends with her. Yeah. And uh, she believes in what we're doing and we believe in her work. And yeah. like, she's able to bring our vision of like whatever we want yeah. to life. You know, <laughs> okay. uh, some of us are less, as you said, eccentric than mm-hmm. than others, you know, but then like you have Asa Hollow, who's our bassist. Who goes, Asa Hollow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. so Asa Hollow, like Hollow. a Hollow, you know, okay. like... Um, yeah. But he's like, you know, he dressed as like an undead nun. Yeah. You know, in her yeah. last performance, you know. Yeah. That, kind of like a West Like something Borland out thing. of, I was yeah. picture, or what'd you say? Kind of oh. like a West Borland thing. Like, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, he's just a guy in Limp Bizkit, and he always okay. just went like, 
I don't listen to Limp Bizkit, okay. but I know the guy for being like everyone else looks kind of normal, like a bro. Oh, and really? then he is like, like okay, out there. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Because I was picturing it, it reminded me of uh, the Conjuring, like two, like, yeah. that, that, <laughs> like it's something out of a horror movie. But that's yeah, it definitely, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, totally. but that's, it also goes with your guys' sound and your look and what you're going for. There I, is a lot of horror influence. Your for album sure. covers, I think, match it perfectly. Like the sounds. Um, they're like xenomorphs or a couple of them have been like from like alien right totally like very in- inspired by that yeah makes um, sense the cover was uh illustrated by he's actually someone i met when i was very young i mm-hmm. was how old was i i it must have been like grade six. Oh, okay like uh, grade school you know i yeah. used to know this guy uh brock hofer Okay, Brock Hofer? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he used to draw xenomorphs, like aliens. Okay, yeah. They would look amazing, man. Like, for his age, too, like, it looked very real. And then all these years later, I found him on the internet. Oh, nice. We lost contact. Yeah, then you can just remember the name. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You search them up, and there they are. (laughs) That's exactly it. That's so great. (laughs) And then, so we got in touch, and, uh, you know, he's been helping us, so. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's cool. What kind of... um, movie do you watch horror movies you're a big I fan do. of that i yeah. am yeah. what kind of genre do you think would be best suited for like an ulu soundtrack like maybe like if you guys were like to do most of it would it be like a slasher or a monster uh i think right now like sound wise viscerally i think cult yeah cult like you yeah. know very like that that's exactly it. I would say. I mean, that, those aren't the horror movies that I specifically like per se. But I would say it just goes with very, that. Yeah, <laughs> I could picture like a guy hacking and slashing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, you guys have like some sounds that are, are very intense screaming at times, but then also sometimes are very meditative almost. Yes. Like it kind of put you in like a trance, like Deluvian. That like the the throat singing in that then yes. that are very kind of mesmerizing and trying to put you into like a, a zone that's interesting how do you come up with that type of what are you going for there are you trying to is that really inspired by what cults kind of do <laughs> um you know what it's interesting that you got that sort of vibe from that song first off i have mm-hmm. to say the throat singing is uh, charlotte kamanic and she okay. is um She's in a group called Scylla and Rise, and okay. they're, uh, they're actually Juno-nominated uh, wow. this year, oh, cool. so we feel like super yeah. lucky and grateful to have done a song with Yeah, with that's her. so cool. Um, and, you know, it felt like that song had the vibe for her because, you know, it's just sort of, like you said, meditative, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you get lost in it. You were wondering where the sound went came from but we recorded a lot of this music out in the woods really uh out in carp yeah (laughs) so our bassist family uh has a place and they let us use their basement uh to record all our music so we don't go to an actual studio we we do the basis bateman (laughs) bateman bateman yeah yeah it's just bateman as well yeah from time to time but we do bateman I just, yeah, sorry. I just love <laughs> just kind of word association, yeah. and I, I have a problem with that. No, word. no, you do not. I'm into that. Um, I, I found this podcast that I actually wanted to talk to you about later, sure, but this sure, guy sure. on it, uh, without going too much into it, he just he's so quick at um, getting the first letter of the past like sentence of like each word. He'll go like T C D B H. And that, those are the exact first letters of all the last words you just said in your sentence. Like, that's just how he thinks. And I've seen people do that, but in a much slower way. This guy is like, he's putting his, I don't even know what that is called, his that, neurosis or like. That has to be like an easy way to remember things, though. You know? Oh, for sure. If he's doing a test, Abbreviated. He, can, he can definitely get yeah. that down. He'd be super annoying yeah. in school. <laughs> but just to hear it on like a, just in the middle of a conversation, you're like, wow, that's impressive. Wow, that's impressive, yeah. I have a friend that I just did a video. Uh, one of my friends is trying to make this like series called Shocks and Shooters, where if he gets a question wrong or something in that variation, then he'll have to get shocked by this dog collar on his arm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if he gets it right, then his, his other his best friend will have to take a shot. And so we've done a couple of these like, oh, test videos. Amazing. And it was amazing to see this buddy of mine who just I've, I'm really good friends with him. I did not think he was good at math. And then he got, he gets thrown a math question that has to do with like the calendar year of like how much older someone is by someone else just based off the days. And I'm like, no way you're going to get that. And he did the math and got it exactly right. I'm like, that is 
just yeah, I'm judging a book by its cover. When I wouldn't a, think an electric dog collar involved. I'm <laughs> yeah. also sure there's a little bit of pressure on that. It's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just big jackass fans and I'm like, I yeah, I'm down that. I'm down to be part of this as long as I'm not I'm behind the camera. I get That's to edit punk this. As fuck. And That's it's amazing. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited with them. I mean, they were trying to do just fun, crazy videos and I got cameras and mics and lights and they're like, Yeah, let's fuck, just do something yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your videos are, for, are interesting for Ulu, where I got the felt like tick bait really matched it mm-hmm. perfectly, but then Deluvian was actually the first time I had heard the song was when I watched the video. Okay, so watching it, I kept anticipating that it was gonna like go crazy. So it kind of reminded me of the opening of The Shining, right? It just ha- <laughs> it kept having this very eerie feeling where I'm like, when is it gonna get like intense? And it does get to a, a moment of of intensity, but not in the way that I thought it would be. And just how did you guys come up with just like that drone? You're like, this is the perfect look and feel because you guys did it in the woods. Like that's all you had in mind, which is this is where this <laughs> tribe could be. I was somewhere out here in this we were area. We were thinking sort of uh, in terms of well, first off, we had the drone. Yeah, and that's like a big thing to have, like just a yeah. tool like that. Well, wow, mm. we got to use this, yeah. you know. And we took it out. Uh, it was uh, Ace's father. It was mm. his, and okay. we're, we're using the house, you know, as as a studio. Yeah, and like we're grateful for them too to let us do that. But uh, you know, we, he he also had that toy, Paul. He yeah, had this toy, and we were flying it around, that's and awesome. it's like, you know, we should just make a video with it and take bait. You mentioned take bait. It was mm-hmm. more of an effort on like, let's do something DIY. We don't have yeah. crazy cameras, mm-hmm. but you know, we have the friends and the help and like, let's spend a day in the woods and yeah. like, you know, cut something together. I hadn't cut a music video in like for a while, mm-hmm. you know, so I, <laughs> I did that all on my own and yeah, then we nice. thought, well, let's just do like a visualizer, you know, and you yeah. mentioned the shining yeah, and like, that is sort of the vibe, you know, you just yeah. want an uneasy, like. <laughs> If yeah. you smoke a bowl and stare at the trees, <laughs> they sure, look trippy, yeah. you know, but <laughs> Definitely. but no, there, there wasn't ever really an idea to like do a story driven video. Yeah. That, and so. it didn't need it. Once you just kind of see what's going on, you're just like, yeah, looking at the nature as how it is. And sometimes the swampy area and you're like, well, what is, yeah, going on with these <laughs> kind of yeah, weirdness of what's happening? We're like into video porn too. So yeah. like... <laughs> Well, I guess video porn is porn, like actual it, porn. Well, it could also be in a magazine or <laughs> anything of that. But I guess I mean like where we could see like birds like flying like yeah. in little pixels, you know. Oh, it's 4K. Yeah. You know, <laughs> being yeah. into that. So. You guys did your your first video while you were in TV broadcasting, right? Yes. How did I thought that video was obviously great. It was so cool uh, just to also see you guys using that for two different things. We had two projects like, yeah. that was really, really smart of you. Yeah. But also how did, uh, how did that do grade wise? like, sometimes that didn't matter where like the whole class could be like, that person's awesome. But then the teacher was like, well, they didn't do it the way I said they should, yeah. or I don't like this type of genre. So I'm going to give it my subjective point of view. How did that do in uh, class? I think it went really well. That's and good. I think we had, we had like judges. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you okay. remember that? I, then, uh, I didn't go to it. I don't think, or maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> it I, was I like, didn't often go to this. There was like a little like event or whatever okay, yeah. where they like judged the music videos and they actually said that they liked that. They gave us oh, like, actually, I think I actually was there and okay, that's awesome. They yeah. gave it like the best video, which that's awesome. you know what? I, I respect that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. There were some good videos there. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's but cool. like it, it felt good. And I, and I, we got a good grade for yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. That's honestly, awesome. I just really wanted to do the video and like, yeah. man, when you have the tools and you're and you're at a place where they give you them, like, mm-hmm. why not? You did some funny videos. You're a big Tom Green fan. Huge. And Tom I, Green. I'd wish when I saw you guys done them, like, I wish I was part of that. Like, I love doing things like that. Also, <laughs> like in in high school, I did videos like that where we got kicked out of places because we're filming in the mall, and that's exactly what that's about. Right? Just yeah. going anywhere and everywhere, and just asking, <laughs> just talking to anyone, that's and it's right. just so much fun. What were some of like the cool experiences do, recreating those type of moments for you? Like, write the writing of coming up with what you're gonna do, or just being uh, in the moment. Man, I've always been, and I think it links to like how I am with music too. But I've always been just like, if I have an idea and yeah. I get really excited about doing something, and I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. Like, for better or worse, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And a lot of the time, those projects were like, oh, my God. Like, I was teamed up with John Kishel for a lot of those. uh, Mm -hmm. He's a really amazing camera guy. Um, 
and he was just into us like just messing around so i thought you know it's gonna look good no matter yeah like, what I <laughs> exactly do. so we went in there and i never had it scripted it was always mm, just like okay. i'm carrying around like a little baby doll in one <laughs> of them and it's like for like what was the program? It was like child... Early childhood development. Or Early ECHD, childhood education. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like dropping the baby yeah. doll in front of people and they're thinking I'm like just dropping this baby. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I like messing with perception in, mm-hmm. in all aspects of life. And that was yeah. just really fun to be able to do that because now I don't really have that sort of a outlet. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't thought about doing anything like that recently? Not specifically, on, you know, but like comedy has always been like really important to me. Like uh, you saw Tom Green. That was your New Year's, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was seeing Tom Green and Kenny versus Fanny and some local. It talent. was great. Yeah. Um, I actually went to go see your show. Yeah. On the weekend. Because, because of, that. of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. So awesome. we wouldn't be sitting here if I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. That is. Yeah. That sometimes. I'll see the people beforehand. Like I saw you in the audience. So that sometimes I haven't seen the person in the audience. And then I'm, I'm looking around a group of strangers and one person I know, I'm like, Oh, okay. That, that yeah. person's there now for, <laughs> for you. I was like, Oh, I, I saw you beforehand. Yeah. I'm like, I'm ready for that. Did you see me? Like you had uh, no idea. I had no idea. And then <laughs> I was like, Oh, I like my girlfriend was sitting next to me. I was just like, Anitra. Yeah. I went to school with that guy. Yeah. It's like starstruck at yuck yucks, you know? Yeah. And yeah, you guys were in the very front row. So yeah. I kept, and I, I tried to I'm talk to Sunday. people in the front row yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to talk to them because <laughs> that'd be just a weird thing of like, what is your name? Like just the weirdness of how we interact with each other. Totally. So I'm like, I'll just look at you and say, Hey, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, it was uh, that great. was a good show. That was awesome. Yeah. And then this happened. Yeah. I, that's awesome. How things happen. Yeah, it is really funny, just kind of things like that. Um, one thing I thought I want to ask you that we kind of got away from. I want to go sure. back uh, again. I'm just I, I just came up with this question because sometimes they're kind of random of something to associate with name word association. The lunatics. I just want to go back to that. Sure. If you were in the tro- chocolate factory, how do you think you would have lasted? Oh man, do you think you would have died at one of the spots or got gone through and? got the factory <laughs> i would have died yeah i would have died in there uh it's funny we you bring that up uh, our first ulu album mm-hmm. we did a song and it was that music video we just talked about powder white oh satan. yeah okay and powder white satan was just about like overindulging yeah on, on anything yeah you know just like being addicted like a food addiction is the same mm-hmm. as like you know any other kind yeah. of addiction right cigarette sure. addiction so Basically, uh, that song basically just like goes through my head anytime okay. I'm just like being a piece of shit at home and like <laughs> eating like a whole fucking birthday cake. I'm like, this is powder white Satan. Yeah. Oh, so shit. like that kind of like connects to Willy Wonka in the way like yeah. I'd be fucking drinking that chocolate fountain. The and, river, like, like the river, you'd be yeah. like, you'd falling in <laughs> from, be, from the beginning. <laughs> I'd be Augustus glooped. <laughs> yeah. I'd be glooped right away. Yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd have a problem just seeing all those like plants of candy just everywhere. Just yeah. like, oh, I'll eat this till I'm sick. And I <laughs> have a bad problem. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'll be at home and like want to go out just to get candy. Sure. <laughs> there we go. Secrets out. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite type of candy? Man, I'm always looking at the high chews. What is that? It's like sort of like you know Hubba Bubba. Okay. But. Hubba Bubba, the, the flavor goes away. Mm. High chews, you can just chew them and swallow them. Oh, okay. You know, it's like bubblegum you can swallow. <laughs> okay. They're super chewy. They're okay. the best. Okay. I'm a big fan of the chew, you know? Charleston <laughs> chew. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I usually go for sour, and then it kills my mouth. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I regret that. So I haven't had it in a little while, because I've done that quite a bit. I start to sweat when I drink, uh, drink, when I drink, drink too sour. much sour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really okay it's weird it's a weird reaction yeah um so what when you uh yeah, you're the lead singer of ulu yeah some of the sounds you make are intense screaming have you connected that to like some kind of like um scream therapy like primal scheme th- has that like really helped you like being able to release like this thing inside of you it, on stage it totally does yeah um you know That's something that never changed about music since I've started Mm -hmm. it. Like, at first, you know, I didn't know what I was really getting into. But then once I would 
let out a scream every weekend, it would kind of like once you would what calm me calm me down like let out a scream. Oh, okay, yeah. Like if I was like jamming and just like going off on a song on a weekend, yeah. I wasn't realizing like how much it actually was helping me during the week. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Deal with stuff, and then now I'm I'm fully aware. Yeah, and like. When I go, because we try to practice every weekend. Okay, yeah. And the practice is like not even for anything specific. It's like okay, we'll yeah. just play for fun. Yeah. But also for for me, it's cathartic. It's like mm-hmm. therapy and yeah. For Are you sure. in a basement and people can hear you screaming like next door? Uh, luckily we're out okay. there, okay. but okay. I'm sure that you can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you can. Like are other people in a house <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's uh, <laughs> there's the screaming again. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's how it is, but you know what? Like they're very they get re- it. supportive. They yeah, get it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And so you've like really connected. Like just like uh, I actually just saw yesterday with some of my coworkers are at one of those smash rooms where yeah. you can just break <laughs> a bunch of shit, and then you don't have to clean it up. It's in a area where you're totally safe. Oh man, nothing's flying in your eyes. You're totally protected. We get to smash the crap out of a microwave or or something. Yeah, and is that what you're feeling? Like all like every week now? I. It's very comparable, I would say. Yeah. And like sometimes when I am in that mood, it feels like you want to like smash something, but yeah. it, not in a bad, angry yeah. way. But sometimes it's it out. almost in a manic way. You know? Yeah, that's interesting. Like, that's <laughs> that's that's cool because I've seen that a lot in the comedy scene. A lot of people, it, it is like a therapy. You're getting to just speak whatever you want, any exactly. feeling you come up with that day, you could say it that night, and you just get you get it out, get it out. And yeah. that's a cool, interesting. Yeah, just outlet for you because then you also have songs that aren't as as much as you're actually whispering yeah and so but that's so different sometimes to me too that can be like as cathartic as mm-hmm. well because the whisper is kind of like it's a heavy contrast yeah you know it hits you know if someone's just screaming the whole time which you know i respect that and i mm-hmm. listen to a lot of that yeah but it doesn't hit as much as like when you hear a whisper and then it'll go back to a scream or something. Yeah. I don't know. I I like extreme contrast. So mm-hmm. I definitely get a feeling when I whisper. Yeah. As well. <laughs> you yeah. And you've done that on stage. Like you've done still like those songs have a, a have quite a, a bit of that. And what's that like in a live scene? Um, you know, it, it I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Like, I hear yeah. we, you know, we hear good things. Yeah. When have we get off stage. Have you recorded your, your sets? How often? What is that like? Um, we've, yeah, we actually have, uh, Asa's brother actually, okay. who's really involved, William, cool. and he, uh, he records some video of our gigs. Nice. Like we had our, a gig at, uh, Queen Street Fair last yeah, month. Yeah. I saw that all around Algonquin, the poster. <laughs> oh, it was Algonquin. Yeah. It was all around. And it was so cool. Cause I knew a little bit of everyone on that show. Like my friend Ryan Shields is in Horcrux. Yes. Okay. And Tyler, uh, Williams is in strange fugitive. He made strange fugitive. He made that poster. Yeah. (laughs) And you guys, I was like, so I've seen, I would walk around and actually be listening to your music, like prepping for this. And I would see your poster. That's unreal, man. It was cool. Yeah. I had no idea they were there. Uh, that went really well. Yeah. I, so I work in the area. I work downtown. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have like passed through there just yeah. to get coffee, like okay. quite often. Yeah. And like, I would never have pictured a metal show there or a heavy show. You know, yeah. oftentimes you hear like, uh, like uh, someone playing piano, which is really nice, or like you would hear some really cool jazz acts. Like, there's a lot to offer there. Yeah. But it's not usually heavy, you know. Mm-hmm. I went in there one time and some guy was playing trap without electronic music. Like it was like a bass guitar, and he was like trap hi hatting. Like, oh, I, I've never, I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen that. That's cool. How was that? It was awesome, and I love going there for like what they have to offer. But it was just really flattering. How did it work so well with your sound? I thought it was interesting because it's a really big place yeah like it's big it's almost like a food court yeah. if you can picture it. it's like a bar i've been there once it was like after a, a comedy show that was like comedy and poetry i, I missed that <laughs> but yeah and there's like high ceilings you know yeah so we had like uh like a shield around peter our drummer peter Stone. okay we like put up a drum shield which we've never had before that what helps that? with i think it For helps sound? with the the sound okay yeah. we had a lot of really sm- uh, smart sound guys what color is that so. what color, color is the shield? Yeah. 
I wish it had a color. It's oh. just see-through, though. Oh. <laughs> but maybe I don't wish it had a color because then we wouldn't be able to see Pete even more. Oh, it was in front of him. <laughs> yeah, was in I just thought it was him. behind him. Okay. No, yeah, it's right in front. yeah, we uh, just want a tinted window cover. Yeah, yeah. Just cover him completely. <laughs> oh, no, okay. No. <laughs> okay, that, I can picture that a little yeah. better now. So that was a good show. Yeah, oh, that was cool. awesome. Yeah. What are some of the best like rooms around town for... Sorry, metal? Is that just is it easier just to say metal instead of like the specifics? I guess, yeah. Like we Like for someone that like a layman, like yeah, you know, yeah. like doesn't go to that type of music as Yeah, much. I would say metal. Okay. Yeah. And so what are the best metal rooms? It's hard to it's hard to completely think about yeah. right now, but I would say we've had some amazing shows at Brass Monkey. Okay. And their stage there is crazy. Yeah. Like they're in a strip mall, like um, Where is that? I don't know. I'm not I don't think I'm familiar with that um, one. In Green Bank. Okay. It's like off Green Bank, but they're like in a strip mall and you go downstairs and it's like, wow. Yeah. The sound system in the stage is freaking nice. Cool. It blows your ears off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really awesome. <laughs> uh, and I like that. I like loudness. Yeah. And like it also has the intimacy as well, which is nice. Being so like in this world, have you fallen asleep to this type of music <laughs> like is that totally is that a big possibility <laughs> you probably just saw my expression right there. yeah like, you know i it has been a thing like ever since i was little like i've mentioned before um that i listened to a lot of like soundtrack music okay yeah and uh i used to have the triple x soundtrack okay when i was a kid like vin diesel i haven't seen it so is it just a crazy action movie uh, i mean that? it's I don't know how good it actually is, sure. but it's insane. Okay. And it has like this like super metal, like early 2000s mm -hmm. soundtrack, like Rammstein and like Hatebreed okay. and okay. stuff like that on there. <laughs> yeah. Like super heavy. And I just remember being like young and like a teenager and like going on road trips to Montreal. Yeah. And I would like fall asleep to <laughs> dudes just being like, oh. yeah. you know, so... I, I have definitely fallen asleep to heavy music. Okay, yeah. yeah. And did you find that affected your dreams? Did you ever? Can you ever notice anything like that? Probably it <laughs> programmed me to kill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had a weird. I've had a weird thing happen where I, I've played a lot of Dead by Daylight. It's a horror video game. Yeah. And so I've had dreams that I don't even can really fully consider nightmares, where I'm getting chased by Michael Myers now, <laughs> or like the ghost face. Because I'm just picturing it like in the, it is in the game, where it's actually just two players that play this game a lot, where it's like cat and mouse. Yeah. Like it's just the mechanics. Like I don't see it as the visuals anymore. So now I'm like getting chased by ghost face in a dream, and I'm like, I'm not even scared. I'm just like, it's just a game. Like I'm just trying to get away, <laughs> and he's not very good. It gets <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. You have exactly, it, yeah. Yeah. But it's still weird. <laughs> <laughs> or it just kind of yeah, watching so many like. Eventually, you're just gonna become friends. <laughs> yeah, just being so desensitized is funny. When I saw us, yeah. I saw it with a big group of friends, and mm -hmm. me and my friend Austin Derling. Yeah, yeah, we were Austin. big uh, horror fans, and so yeah. we're laughing at some moments. And while other friends who are not horror, the opposite of horror fans, were also there, and they were scared and looking down at the ground and not laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. I just forget. I, I, someone else told me they saw that exact scene, like the same scene I was laughing at. And they're like, no one in our theater laughed. You totally get into like. That's like you said, desensitized. Yeah. You, to you totally like get into that world where you're like, well, this is borderline like yeah. ridiculous if you yeah. really think about it. But that's, and that's why I like horror. You know, you can mm -hmm. deconstruct it, but also like there is that unsettling. Yeah. Even if you're laughing, you're like, okay, um, it's this still... is my reaction. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. There's like there's like just someone. I mean. It's one of the cool things about just the similarities of a comedy horror. That's why those are the, uh, to me, the best movies. Comedy horrors yeah. <laughs> are so great. Evil Dead 2, stuff like that. Yeah. That are just get so. Out. Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, the, even in that movie. Oh, what was that? It's the biggest one a lot of people have been talking about. Not Hemorrhage. Hereditary. Hereditary? Mm. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Well, there's a, just a moment that's like, it's a comedy cut <laughs> in a horror where it, normally you this cut is just so silly, but they did it in this horror movie and it's. It's an intense, crazy moment, yeah. but it's done in a way where you're like, what the? <laughs> Why would that be like, that's funny. Yeah. It's yeah. Just... And it, maybe it's like homage, right? It's like mm -hmm. directors. Yeah. Like, I find that a lot of comedy directors are really good, serious. Like, yeah. Like they can make a really serious, scary movie because mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like comedians understand emotion, you know, yeah. in general. I saw an interesting thing. It was this theory. Uh, it was this guy presented even at like a TEDx. This like almost scientist type guy, a researcher, was talking about comedy. I'm like, how good is that going to be? Then I read part of his theory, and it was called benign 
violation theory. Hmm. And so it's like for something to be like different types of comedy are like via a violation. <laughs> so you're kind of like unsettling the group, but yeah. it's benign. So it doesn't matter, but we thought it was going to go one place and then it just became pointless and it doesn't matter. And that's what makes it funny. This guy's like really trying to dissect it. And yeah, it's just a very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like that's all I do usually is listen to comedy podcasts of two comedians talking, but to hear like a researcher talking about it in this specific in way, a was, scientific way, was, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. super trying weird. Trying to quantify comedy. You know? Yeah. Laughing. Why we're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird. I'm interested in that kind of a thing though. Mm-hmm. You know, like how can we, manipulate what we do to get people to enjoy it yeah i don't know yeah it's weird why do you think that you're so into a tom green type of sense of humor have you like been able to tell what is it about so the stuff that he does that makes you go because it's just so out there and just what you love to do like make people be like what is happening right now it's abs- it's like really absurd mm-hmm. you know and that's what i like and it seems like very off the cuff and you talked about catharsis mm-hmm. you know and music you know yeah. does it feel good to scream and let it out yeah yeah, it does. It also feels good to like go out and like do something that go against social norms, yeah. you know? And it and that's what I loved about it. And like there are certain things that people allow in society mm-hmm. and it's like not so much crossing a line if you push that. Like for example, one of my favorite Tom Green skits is sub like he's at Subway yeah. and he's ordering a sandwich and he's like, More pickles? <laughs> more black olives and the guy's like okay are you done he's like uh, yeah just a little more oil (laughs) and he like keeps going till the sandwich is like two stories high yeah you know you there's certain things that people let you put certain buttons people let you push without getting because no one else that never was a rule no one else would do that because it's (laughs) stupid to make that but he's not planning and you're also representing subway like you don't want a guy (laughs) working at subway being like no no more. Yeah. Like, this is your sandwich. Yeah. No one working for Subway wants to say that on video. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're sandwich artists. It's yeah. about what the person wants. Exactly. They're a little craftive for yeah. them. <laughs> a lot of your songs have... Um, so, who's doing the writing for your songs? Is it you a lot of the time, or is it a mix of... People? It's really awesome because uh, I think I was talking to you about it a little earlier, but we're like a family yeah. in the band, and... There are ideas that go on alone and we'll like record, you know, maybe one one instrument in the whole song before the entire song and then present it to everyone in the group oh, and say, really? hey, this is a riff I got. Okay, and then yeah. it's like, you know, Pete would come in and say, oh, well, this is drums that I had an idea for huh. this riff, you know? Okay, yeah. And we would just all write it together. Like, hmm. I've heard it been described as like, just like, a jam band so we'll jam until like we have a song and okay. then we'll play that song to death for months before we put anything down oh yeah which you know is something we're maybe trying to change so we can put out more music but okay we'll you're write too like, much time with it you're like yeah. really trying to dissect what it is and what it could be when exactly. really you should kind of put it out there and have it develop on stage it, or i guess you know. i guess in a way but like once you get recording something the song does end up changing anyways okay you know and like it's good to just like try different ways of writing too so like you know before we were doing that and now we're trying to like maybe once we come up with an idea just record it see what it's like that's Mm. the goal right now but but usually we'll jam a song and then write it and then play the song every weekend like as part of like a set list and develop it and talk through like if we mess up one part like, yeah go over it and over and over huh. so okay. we all do it together which i guess is different in this world where you know a lot of people one person will arrange something and then get hmm. everyone to do it yeah you know? okay that's more common that you when you're talking to other groups uh sometimes and like in other types of music you know and hmm. like um hip-hop and like there's some stuff new stuff that i'm dabbling in like on my own outside mm-hmm. of ulu where you will buy an already produced beat oh, okay, from yeah. someone and get the right to that. Yeah. And then you you're in charge of mixing, mastering. Uh-huh. You put down your vocal and like there's an arrangement, the song is there. And then you mm-hmm. can put it out, you know? And huh. like it's an expedited way of doing things in twenty twenty. Whereas yeah. I think we're a bit more like we're fo- we we like to focus. We enjoy the we enjoy like going down there and coming up with something original, something yeah. from nothing. Yeah, and there's like such a 
a pride with when you finish a song and it's yeah. all you. Yeah. You know? So that is super cool. Yeah. Your songs, um, they're so, the titles of them are so words that I don't see very often. Where do those come from? Like, do you have to search them up? Like, do you search up what your the general idea of the song is? And then you go like, oh, what is a weird, like, ancient word that I never see? Uh, it's funny. Uh, Asa Hollow, mm-hmm. who I've mentioned yeah. previously, uh, he's he did his uh, master's in English. Okay. And he's, uh, he's a writer. He writes quite a bit. Okay. Uh, you know, whether it's in a journal or memoirs or he, he's even written novels okay. uh, on huh. his own. Um, that's besides the point. He has a big lexicon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes a word will strike him. And like I said, we're all putting input. Like, yeah. it's not just me. Like, mm-hmm. so I recall him. Uh, Calenter is the name of one of yeah. our songs. You know, it's like the crashing of the waves on the shore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But he came up with that because yeah. he thought that was like a really cool illusion, mm-hmm. and it had to do with the song. Yeah. You know? So I have to credit a lot of the really amazing names of the songs to him. Like yeah. Valeity is another yeah. song we had have, and he has like a calendar where on every day it's a new word. Oh, okay, that, and that makes s- sense. And we saw Valeity one day. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's about it's public. Sh- Oh, no, that's Ignominy. Yeah. I think, yeah, sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. Ignominy was on oh, okay. calendar. On the calendar. Fuck, I'm saying all the song it, names. They're <laughs> hard. No, but that's that's hard. Yeah. That's, I've actually written a couple on of the them calendar. down. On the calendar. Valeity was uh, wish not strong enough to lead to an action. Yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. thank you for having them written. Yeah, down. yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> Ones that stood out to me. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ignominy was the public shame. Public the shame. shame. And you had that as your last name on Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you pick that uh, one? On, uh, on Instagram, Instagram, I did okay. that. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. I had it. Um, it was Polyvalence before. And that okay. was the name of another song on the other album. Okay. And I thought, ah, it'd just be fun to like. I like to change up my Instagram yeah. a bit. And okay. Like, so I'm like, oh, well, we're, we're in this album. Let's just change and it. that word. There's a public shame. Public shame. And that is, and you know what? I thought it was kind of tongue in cheek. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I do feel a little bit of shame for being like, all right, here's me. Absorb me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what social media is, right? Definitely. This is the fun I'm having. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. having fun to do. Or just sometimes it's just like, yeah, a cool moment. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when you have like family and coworkers come out, how do they like? Do they see you in this totally different lane? How do they respond to this? Like I said, memorable. Like I, I'd like to come to a show just because I believe it'll fully be an, a full experience seeing that live based off the videos I've seen. Uh, it's really, it's really freeing, honestly, mm-hmm. as as an artist because I have I haven't said I don't say much about it when I'm. Just talking to someone, yeah. Or when I'm like with my family, like I won't bring it up unless someone yeah brings it up and then sure. I'll let them know what's happening. But until they get come to the show, it's like you said, like they don't truly <laughs> know you know, they don't answer. understand the energy. But yeah. usually it's like it's uh, in my experience it's always been a good reaction and like maybe because it's family and friends. Mm. But you Stop. know, that's our goal is to to be a shock anyways and mm-hmm. our goal is to hit heavy with our music yeah and bring you to a different place than yeah than you will normally be taken you know mm-hmm. going to a show a local rock show yeah so i think pe- i think we you know our music is universal i don't think we're aiming for any sort of age or belief i think if you just listen to it it's gonna affect you yeah if you if you understand it so Sometimes I have a hard time understanding it. I had to yeah. read the lyrics that you guys had. Those are super helpful because yeah. I'm not, I'm still just not, in, even though I've tried for several things like this, I've tried to listen to this type of music. I still can't pick up on the exact the words. Of are course. You, I'm guessing you're, it's much easier for you to pick that up, but like the sounds or can you, do you still have difficulties? I think so. And I think a bit, I, something that I've enjoyed about heavy music in the past too, is trying to, and like, I wouldn't say that's what I want you to do. Like pick up the song and be like deciphering what yeah. I'm saying. But if you don't understand like one word or mm-hmm. like one phrase, try to understand it or, or look it up. And then once you look it up, you won't be able to hear anything different. You yeah. know what I mean? But, um, I think that's part of the, the charm of the music too, because when you're screaming everything, 
it's hard to enunciate, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And how do you deal with that for your voice? Because does that limit the amount of times you could do it in a week or a month? Because you're putting so much of that intensity. I think it refreshes almost hmm. daily, I guess. Okay. Unless I like go really hard. Like if I'm recording for a long time one day or I have a show one night, yeah. like I, I push hard when there's a show, yeah. basically. And then the next day I'll have like... I'll have a little trouble talking maybe, but like, it's good. I feel like, uh, my voice recovers nicely and I can just, I can go, I I'll, but there is a point like that day, like hour and a half, maybe right now anyways. And then it's like, my voice is different (laughs) after screaming for an hour. How nervous do you get? Do you guys feel usually like, uh, nerves beforehand or do you get more comfortable because you have like your core group and you're like we're doing what we always do every week and we you have like a lot more confidence I think that, that I think that hits the nail on the head mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. I think I think that's a fair assessment because there is always nerves mm-hmm. when you're doing anything in front of mm-hmm. people and like you're putting yourself up to be judged yeah. you know but I think about that less and less now and it's you know and I think that's maybe a symptom we've been doing this for a few years now and like i i just feel like we sort of have this confidence that that like we're like you said we're doing it together we're doing it together we've been working so hard together this is what we want to yeah. put across yeah that's cool mm-hmm. that's awesome so you guys it seems to me and i think i believe this i'd be surprised if this isn't true you guys have a big marilyn manson <laughs> i guess love like you guys are very inspired by marilyn manson what is it about him that connected to you? And how old were you when you felt like, oh, this guy is someone that I want to follow and learn more about? I'm a big fan of Marilyn Manson, uh, Trent Reznor. Okay, like yeah. th- that's it's kind of like a whole period, like industrial rock mm-hmm. uh, in the mid '90s. I really liked. They had a very punk rock vibe where they yeah. like they didn't care, but it was dark. There was screaming. There was mm-hmm. like thrash elements you know where like people would be singing but it would be like piercing you know and like (laughs) on purpose like showing your pain like showing like an emotion and i something about that really got got to me you know it's something about emotion over technique even sometimes you know okay in, in music like i know peter and zach in our band are like really big fans of like dream theater and really technical clean Hmm. music whereas this kind of had a messy feeling to me you know there's lo-fi parts of Marilyn Manson songs yeah and they had like a whole record label and house in that time called nothing records and I just love pretty much everything that came out of there yeah okay what else was on that? Like that stuff. Uh, it was like Nine Inch Nails, uh, Marilyn Manson. There was like this band called Prick that was okay. on it, and it was like slightly less known. You know, Rob Halford had a. No, and he's no. from he's from Judas Priest. Okay, and like he had like a, a project there okay. as well called Two, I believe. And you know, they all have like a certain production sound. Like not every project that came out of there blew up, but yeah. it was like. I just love that sound. It was very original. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. Now people try to recreate it and it doesn't hit the same, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I find it interesting that um, I, I was often surprised that songs that I thought were Marilyn Manson songs weren't because they were covers and his covers were so successful because he made them his own. Yes. That's so interesting where he like he made them bigger than than Sweet Dreams that I know. That's the Sweet Dreams I, <laughs> yeah. I know. And I have Absolutely. downloaded on my phone and I would be like, oh, that cool song by Marilyn Manson. They're like, that's not... That's just a random cover that was so big. Absolutely. Like Johnny Cash song. Like, like there's some really big ones. And he has some good taste, too. You yeah. Know, I, I, I love uh, I Put a Spell on You. Mm-hmm. Love that cover. Have you guys, have, have Ulu, done any covers like that that you've made your own? We've never recorded any. No, but okay. for a long time, we did a cover of Heart Shaped Box by yeah. Nirvana. Cool. And that was, uh, that was awesome, and that always got a good reception you know yeah you can't go wrong with a well-loved song (laughs) yeah that one's gonna go well and then if you make it slightly your own and do your own yeah exactly start it and start on a good foot you know (laughs) start with the cover yeah (laughs) and so what's your new project that's called sokusen what's that called yeah yeah it's sokusen Sokusen. and uh i it's very new yeah like i just came up with the name like this what does that mean 
Uh, so I used to do karate okay. for a large portion of my life. Really? And uh, I did Weichiru karate. Okay. And like some people have described it as like phone booth fighting, mm. but it's like up close fighting with... <laughs> you're in a phone booth, so you're, it's like super like, small moves. So it's like it, it's close range fighting, oh, okay. you know, and like you can, it takes advantage of pressure points mm. and there's a few like signature moves. Okay. Sokusen is a pointed toe kick. Okay. So it's a kick, but your toe, you've conditioned the tips of your toe so much by like kicking bags or like hmm. the ground that it pierces into you when you kick. So, okay. So I just named it after that, like yeah. a pointed toe kick. Yeah. So Sokusen. Okay. And it's uh, more punk. That's, that's a sound. Uh, that's how you're trying trying to go for or that's I, what you think it is i guess it's like okay, if you have you, to think something i would say it's like if you say you like punk you might not like it because oh. it's kind of a newer kind of punk i feel like hmm. and that went back to what i said about uh buying beats and okay yeah i there's this guy linked up with triple six delete okay. that's all i know him as okay <laughs> in uh in russia and i found some really amazing sounding music mm -hmm. from him it sounded like the future to me and what i think is punk rock about it is that he makes these like just like that like all the time he's yeah. releasing these new songs and i'm like well psh, i need to jump on this yeah. you know someone else is gonna grab it yeah you can have it as your own yeah exactly so <laughs> wow. i linked up with an old guy who uh well an old guy he's still in the band uh he's an old friend a brother uh Kamaver. okay uh, Ed. <laughs> okay. Uh, he lives in Sweden uh, now. So he was in Ulu, but he moved, oh, okay. moved away. But we're still working together. So he's going to mix and master that. And, okay. Uh, I would say it's, it's like angry. It's mm -hmm. angry, um, almost trap 808-based music. Okay. Yeah. And how do you know when you're writing lyrics down for a song that should be an Ulu song or a Sokusen song. Sokusen has been almost like an experiment for me too, mm -hmm. because it's so radically different from Ulu. Okay, so it's nothing. They're never going to be close. I I think I think that's that's the idea, anyways. And so what I've been doing for Sokusen is, I would I will write the lyrics that day, like I'll wake up in the morning. Okay. And, and if I'm feeling inspired and I'm feeling pissed off about something because mm. that's kind of like the vibe I've been feeling with it, yeah. then I'll write something down and then that night I'll lay them down. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot being said in that that's just like straightforward. You were mentioning a lot of like fancy vocabulary in yeah. Ulu, whereas this is more of like face value. Okay. And... One guy that I saw uh, like mixed your last album, his name is Dave Rave Ogilvy, and yes. he's worked. I saw him. He has a Wikipedia page of working with all these huge names like Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, and so many others. How did you get hooked up with him, and what has he like taught you and your band? Have you guys gotten closer and learned a lot more because of him? That seems like <laughs> just like his experience has like so much value. Yeah, um, it was really awesome the way that happened because. Uh, Ed, who I mentioned yeah. before, Kamaver, who lives in Sweden, he was, he was still here probably about, I guess now it's been 2017 is when it was. We okay. got our first uh, U.S. show in Albany. Oh, okay. He knows some people who work at an event called X Human there. Okay. And they do like industrial music, that kind of a thing. Uh, and they gave us a shot. They yeah. gave us a shot to open cool. for some really cool bands. Uh, yeah. Static Bloom. Okay. Uh, and then we actually opened for Ed, who has his own project, okay. Witch Doctor. Witch Doctor, okay. Yeah, and he does, like, dark ambient, uh, really unsettling <laughs> yeah. music. It's great. Um, yeah. So we had, this, we had this show, and long story short, we were playing. We put up some pictures from the event, mm -hmm. and we saw Dave okay. gave us a like on Instagram. Oh, and we yeah. were like... <laughs> we know who this guy is. Yeah. You know, we looked him up and then we thought, well, we have stuff recorded. Like, why not? Let's just ask him yeah. to see. And from there it was history. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Just kind of asking. Yeah. Asking, we just, Hey, check you. You, hey, you check said you like this. He dug like it. this other stuff. Yeah. He dug it and it That's worked awesome. out and it's been a really nice, uh, 
it was really nice working with him and those songs like just sound unbelievable that's cool yeah how often are you listening to your own music like uh, the last band i talked to they said they listened to it a lot and for the same reason i might listen to my podcast because i'll hear someone say oh i listened to your thing and then i want to re-listen to it from that person's perspective have you ever done anything like that or do you just go like i want to make sure it's still good it depends on it depends on the stage of the music Mm -hmm. i think I think once it's out and like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but once it's out, I feel like it's hard to listen to. Like okay. It's like, I just, it's there and that's what it is. Yeah. And like at the time when I was releasing, I'm like, this is amazing. This is yeah. going to like blow some minds, you know? And I'm like, I'm really excited. And then by the time I put it out, I've actually listened to it so much yeah. from working on it that I'm like, okay. Where I'm on the next thing now. Okay, yeah. you know, you don't have time for that. Uh, yeah. But I do listen to things that are in progress. You know, just mm. to remember lyrics. Mm. You know, think of new ideas, new arrangements. So okay, cool. Well, I think we're coming to the end. This has been awesome talking to you. Uh, the way that I end this podcast is I have a series of ways we can end, and you, if you could just pick one of these based off the title, then uh, I'll tell you what it means, and we'll go with with that one. Okay. Do you like any of those? Be in the now. Okay, cool. Uh, so I have this book. It's called The Power of Now. So I'm just going to go based off of... I actually don't read it anymore. I just keep it for <laughs> if anyone picks this. And then I go to the next area. <laughs> um, okay. How about you read... This is the beginning of chapter seven. It's called Portals into the Unmanifested. And just read this like first pair. Like this, this, it's bold here. And so th- until that goes to like the next like symbol on the next page. That's how, how long that is. Like, can you read that? And so we go from, yeah. We go from going deeply into the body. Yeah. And I'm going to read this. So I think, is that italics at the front? Yes. So that's a question based off of like the reader's point of view. And then he's going to answer it. Eckhart Tolle will answer whatever this question is or, okay. or statement. I'm going to take a drink of water. Yeah. Okay. Going deeply into the body. I can feel the energy inside my body, especially my arms and legs, but I don't seem to be able to go more deeply, as you suggested earlier. Make it into a meditation. It needn't take long. 10 to 15 minutes of clock time should be sufficient. Make sure first that there are no external distractions such as telephones or people who are likely to interrupt you. Sit on a chair, but don't lean back. Keep the spine erect. Doing so will help you to stay alert. Alternatively, choose your own favorite position for meditation. Make sure the body is relaxed. Close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. Feel yourself breathing into the lower abdomen as it were. Observe how it expands and contracts slightly with each in and out breath. Then become aware of the entire inner energy field of the body. Don't think about it. Feel it. By doing this, you reclaim consciousness from the mind. If you find it helpful, use the light, quote-unquote, visualization I described earlier. Page turn. When you can feel the inner body clearly as a single field of energy, let go, if possible, of any visual image and focus exclusively on the feeling. If you can, also drop any mental image you may still have of the physical body. All that is left is an all-encompassing sense of presence, or beingness, quote-unquote, and the inner body is felt to be without a boundary then take your attention even more deeply into that feeling. Become one with it. Merge with the energy field so that there is no longer a perceived duality of the observer and the observed of you and your body. The distinction between inner and outer also dissolves now. There is no inner body anymore. By going deeply into the body, you have transcended the body. (laughs) Stay in this realm of pure being with a capital B, for as long as feels comfortable, then become aware again of the physical body, your breathing and the physical senses, and open your eyes. Look at your surroundings for a few minutes in a meditative way, that is, without labeling them mentally, 
and continue to feel the inner body as you do so. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That was well read. I, thank you. Thank you. Uh, here, I'll just grab that same. It is the power of the... N- I oh. feel... Uh, oh, oh, I lost your page. It's, oh, I think you might have said it, or I said it probably, so I'll find it. I'll find it in the edit. <laughs> Put that over there. Did you take anything from that? It sounded like an Ulu song. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you would see that? Listen, that's that's just how I feel every day when I wake up. Okay. Trying to find your inner body. That's how I keep it real. You know, I'm inside myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, th- this is the end. Thank you so much for coming on. This is so interesting to find. Yeah, I just love hearing about, like, after listening to a lot of your music, hearing about the process of how you guys are making it, and I had some assumptions, and some things were correct, and some things were done in a different way than I expected. And so it's cool. Thanks, Thank you so man. much. I really appreciate it. This is uh, awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, goodbye. Thank you. Thank Cheers, you very much. <laughs> See you. All right, what a great episode, right? Uh, you can check out their stuff on Spotify, and they have their videos up on YouTube. And to end this episode off, we're going to play Deluvian by Ulu.